Welcome, 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 guys. Check out that new intro. What? That is, is sweet. That is awesome. Got to give shout out to Jer Dreisinger for putting that together for us. Jer, we appreciate you, man. Thanks for putting that together. We yeah, that is super cool, dude. So speaking of Jer and his awesomeness, yeah, we found this guy from a couple other guys. So like, they gave us his information, and we said... Man, your your intro sounds freaking awesome. How do we get in on that? What do we do? And they said, first, we got to be on your podcast. Check mark done, guys. Yep. Check that was, mark That was an easy done. sell. It was an easy sell. They said, second, we're bringing John. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that was a little bit of a harder sell. I know it was. Because guys. we are more of a, of a family-friendly pod. We are a family-friendly pod. Compared to John. Compared to John. So, yeah. who who are these rap scallions that we're talking to today? Guys, these are friends of mine, comedy friends of mine. Mine too now. Yours now too. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Um, we have uh, Grand Rapids area comedian John Batch and Kalamazoo area comedian David Steves. Uh, they have their own podcast called Good Versus Evil. You can find that wherever you listen to podcasts. Guys, all of their information is going to be... In the show notes, we had some fun today. Oh, we had a good time. And inadvertently, January, this is the last podcast in January, guys. We inadvertently, we didn't, we told these guys they wanted to be on the album. We said, okay, you do the work for us. What are we listening to? And January for us has been Michigan month. We have been Michigan based artists. Yep. And lo and behold, these guys picked two Michigan artists. Without us even prompting them. We didn't even tell them. Yeah. Apparently, they had a theme in mind, and you'll hear about that. That we didn't give them, but right. they had a theme in mind yep. combined. But they picked the Temptations and Eminem. They did. So two very <clears throat> drastically different things. Yeah, I bet you can't guess who picked one. Right. Yeah. Just, just, just to let you know, I'm gonna a little spoiler alert. You guys figure out at home which one is on TikTok and which one is on Parlor. Yeah. We'll just leave that one we'll for the leave end. Leave that. Yeah. <laughs> so good, guys. This was. A fun episode. Oh, we had a good time. We had a good time recording this. Um, And we hope you guys like it, too. Absolutely. But yeah, so this one has a little bit extra. And because it is a double feature, it is, as you're probably noticing, a little bit longer. But that's okay. It's gold, guys. Still good. It's so much fun. And we had so much fun doing this. Yep. So with that, Steve, let's have some fun. (laughs) Let's get into this. With David and John. What's up, John? What's up, boys? How are we doing tonight? Oh, you know, hang, on, hanging in there, man. Aren't we all? I love it. I love it. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> you so tired. You're like, what, you just have to get done having sex? Look at you like, whoo. <laughs> you talking, talking to me? I'm talking. You ain't talking to the rest of us. <laughs> Fuck you. I got fucking energy, baby. I'm here. I'm oh, here. There he is. There he is. There he is. He's back now. What do you, what do you want from me? Get a I'm mad back, dog. baby. Um, I really wish you would have picked a different album. <laughs> Me? <laughs> this thing does not hold up. Man, no, you don't think so? We'll, we'll get it. M&M one or the? 
It's better than Greta. We thought that we were going to be That's giving fair. David some shit tonight, but okay. Well, I'm going to give David some shit too. This happened. <laughs> no, that's that's fine. That, I, listen, have a, I have a story as to why I am the way I am. It involves listen. my mom getting the Heimlich maneuver when she was pregnant with me. Um, it, it goes into a long in-depth story. Nice. <laughs> I I mean I I can see why your your mom choking and then i'm assuming causing brain damage to you david would cause you to enjoy a temptations album <laughs> but <laughs> and let, let, let me be perfectly clear i i understand this may not be the best album of all time but this was when i was this came out when i was a, a sophomore or summer before my uh i'm sorry the summer before my freshman year in high school and um that was that was my uh, that was my my anthem man that that whole that whole uh, we'll we'll get into it. I'm oh, sorry. It, I know it, it makes sense. It makes sense. It's very dark and dirty. Mm. It's yeah. It's, it may not Shocking. be the mo- the greatest album of all time, but it uh, it got me through a number of angsty teenage years. So it's Eminem's yeah. best album of all time. Yeah, or highest highest grossing. <laughs> so while we're talking about it, do we want to start with the Eminem show? <laughs> Wait, this is your guys' thing. You guys do whatever you like. Let's start with Temptations. Temptations okay. is going to be the easy one. All right. All Let's right. Start with the Temptations, the hardest Classic. thing to find. The- <laughs> that, that album doesn't exist. So it, it, it did at one point. It does exist at the bargain bin at Caldor's in upstate New York. Or the, um, that's or where the, that's found. Or, or the record cabinet at David Steve's house. Yeah. No. Well, so I was a paper boy as a kid, right? So 11 years old, I was a paper boy. And I, I had a Walkman, which kids don't know about that, but it played tapes. And so um, I only knew of the oldie station. My parents only listened to the oldies. And they yeah. never told me there was any like other music out there. And then at all of a sudden, at 12 years old, we got buses with radios in them. Finally, we didn't have buses with radios. Oh, that came out when I was like a in sixth grade or uh, excuse me fifth grade. And they pulled up. Good lord! Yeah, I'm, I'm totally showing yeah. my age. They pulled <laughs> up and the lady was like, "What station would you like to listen to?" Because I was the first one on the bus, and I was like, "98.3, point three, the oldie station." And she's like, "No." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "What? <laughs> I was like, what do you what do you mean no?" And and, and of course, me the the brainwashed child that I was for my parents. I'm like, "Well, it's the only station on the radio," and she's like, "No." <laughs> No, no, it's she's not. like, let me go get the smaller bus for you. No, it was, it was, it was brutal. Um, it was awful. And so, well, you're the only person having that conversation with the bus driver because you know, there was a bunch of kids in the bus while you were having that conversation. Your life might have been worse. Yeah, it could have been. And then the next week comes on, and she's like, "What would you like to listen to?" And he's like, "Fly ninety two point three. And I was, and all of a sudden, like, Vanilla Ice started playing, and I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> this is your life changed. Life changed. <laughs> All right, oh, so uh, nice. Steve, you want to give a little background on the oh, Temptations? The Temptations. First of all, again, this album doesn't fucking exist. It literally doesn't. <laughs> Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora. You know what? It might be on fucking Napster if we had Napster still, but I took that shit away. So it's kind of my thing. That fucking dude can go burn in hell. Man. Um. I really hate Lars. <laughs> you listen to any of our pods. I really <laughs> hate that guy. Um, the Temptations, they're kind of Motown's like darling child, I guess. Like Barry Gordy kind of attached his hooks to these guys. And Smokey Robinson was just like, go. But, yep. and there's also been like 100 members. 25, 25. They got rid of 
you're talking to a Temptations super fan here. You have to understand <laughs> that, <Steve. laughs> Hey, when COVID – actually, COVID did claim one of the members uh, this year. So there have been 25 total members. Ten have passed, unfortunately. But one of the original members, Otis, my man, he's still going. Touring he's still going. And, yeah. So with his first band. Well, well, probably before that, but with, with Gordy. But 1958. So you were yeah. – David, that was what? Freshman year high school? yeah no i wasn't even uh my parents were barely uh old well in i did get my musical uh taste and talents so they were born in the early 50s and so by the time they were growing up the temptations were really big on the radio in the early 60s and uh then of course through the 70s but it's funny because all the hits that really they created were in the 1960s and then everything else after that like 70s i think ruined a lot of Motown because they, they transitioned over to the funk. Yeah. And I, yeah, that got a little weird for me. I like the wholesome temptations piece, but when my mom came into town a couple of years ago, I was able to take her to Motown Hitsville, USA. And right. that was super cool to do that. Uh, after listening to the music all these years, it was really, they got a great museum there and you didn't realize how many buildings on that street they owned. And I think one of the coolest things about it was when they they had a, a house across the street that replicated a stage like every stage was a certain amount of feet and they would sit there and they would drill the dances down and it almost looked it's so choreographed that it's so perfect every single time i thought that was a great attention to detail that motown had and you just don't yeah. see it anymore no yeah. well you do and i mean some of the artists some of them were bringing it back like bts and some of that stuff the, the k-pop guys are mm. ridiculously but they're also Asian and they kind of drill that into them pretty hard too. So that, yeah. that side of it, but like they're, they kind of have the showmanship of what they had back in Motown, but I'm wondering if they had to do that because they were kind of, they were, they were kind of hitting with a, like in the, in, in, in the civil rights movement with all the white people in the area, they had to be kind of prim proper and buttoned down because if they screwed up, depending on where they were, bad shit could have happened. So I'm wondering if they were like on point pretty much all the time because of that. Well, they said that they're on point every time because of that, because of uh, Barry Gordy, um, mm-hmm. who said, you know, this is my brand. This is I- I'm taking this very seriously. All my performers are going to be top of the line. They're going to be perfect. And they just they just drilled and drilled. And like Stevie Wonder, right? They didn't have people to take him on and off stage. So he would memorize the steps yeah. from the stage to the piano because he had to walk out there by himself. Yeah. And that's why, and that's where he got the whole perception of is Stevie Wonder really blind. Right. It's like, well, yeah, but if you do anything well enough, like they just, I mean, almost a drill sergeant approach. And because that was his brand, he wanted Motown to be perfect. And they were. It was awesome. I, I got to be honest, though. Like, if I was in charge of helping Stevie Wonder, every once in a while, I'd give him the wrong step count just to. <laughs> No, Steve, it's, 30, it's 37 steps. Yeah, just to, just to have some fun, you know. Then he, then he, gets, he gets one of the grand pianos right in his grand piano. Yeah. <laughs> P-N-I. <laughs> so, uh, to be honest, guys, this was, I don't know about you, John, but for me, this was kind of like my first big take on The Temptations. I haven't really sat back. I, I Honest to God, like I have Look at not... you being young. Oh. <laughs> well, the point I... is, is, I majored in music. So like I, sh- these guys should be a part of my, at least, 
somewhat repertoire, but I didn't you ever see My Girl? Like that song plays throughout. Well, like, no, I know, I know that yeah. song. Remember like, the Titans? And get, the Titans man. and get ready. Like I know that, but yeah, you know, I know those songs, but like some of these other ones, I'm just like, and this is uh, <laughs> to do a greatest hits album. This thing came out in '66. The Temptations have only been around at that point for about five years. To do yeah. a greatest hits album if you've only been on the on the scene for five years takes enormous amounts of balls. I mean, well, that's you know, how, four albums out. They were pumping out albums. That was another thing about Motown. They produced albums like like Ford produced cars, and that might have been that may be a Detroit thing. They just kept cranking them out. I mean, Smokey Robinson was writing for them. Yeah, he wrote he wrote uh, I think eight eight of these tracks, eight of the yes. twelve of their greatest hits on this album. Smokey wrote or co-wrote them. Smokey wrote like 60 number one hits like for Motown. That's incredible. Just one dude. And he's still he's still hanging out now. By the way, have you guys seen the recent video of Smokey trying to pronounce Hanukkah? No. Oh, dude. It's like, it's so like random. He, 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 as it's written, he does not know how to say Hanukkah. It's it's hilarious. But as Smokey <laughs> is, he's super genuine and happy about it. So he's just like Mary Chicago to you too. And it's it, oh he goes right for it. It's so funny. <laughs> no pause. No, no, no. no. And then they, they, you can hear the like really he was being like sincere in his voice. He was not trying. He was full, he fully owned it. <laughs> and it was oh dude, it was so funny. Like, but that's that's something to check out for sure. Like, check the YouTube. I'm gonna video. have to look yeah. that out. Yeah. Talking yeah. about Chaconica. So let's kind of get into the this greatest hits album a little bit, and we'll start with John. John, what yeah. was your favorite track of this greatest hits album? So here, I, I do have to give David a little a little shit here, not not for choosing the Temptations, but for the album you chose, uh, because they have. We just talked about this. We've had they've had a, a sixty year career at this point. They've got <laughs> how many? You know, we, we say pick an album and you choose the. That's like David. If I said. Uh, David, tell me which one of your children is your favorite. And you said the daughters. Well, no, you have to pick one, David. You have to you have to have one actual <laughs> favorite. So, but you didn't choose a favorite. You chose the the greatest hits. But that's that's okay. So, well, um, safe. Yeah, it was a dick move, dude. Plan, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're all on the same page on this. <laughs> so, but I, I believe. I believe. Greatest hits album. Come on, man. Or try I to find the, the least topic, favorite track on a greatest hits, yeah. Wasn't the topic your the first album you ever bought? No, we didn't have a topic. I I, I don't think we. I mean, we, I sent you as a topic and didn't tell did me. Did I send you a topic? What 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 I sent you, David, was let's just pick like the first album you ever bought or an oh, album that was, that was no. What I said was I, I gave you a couple of options. I said like the an album that was sentimental to you, so it could be the first album you ever bought or uh you, you know or or again something that was uh instrumental in, you, in your upbringing yeah so who's to blame john who who's to blame but i but i would assume if you would have said you know an album by the temptations that was you know of importance to my upbringing you would have picked an actual <laughs> album like the greatest <laughs> album that i picked <laughs> that's yeah. not a that doesn't count as a, you know what, I, we, we could go off on the, you're going to get me hulked up, David. I'm going to get you hulked up. Look out, he's going to get green. This is not, this is not, we could go on all night. The, okay, the so point what was is, your favorite song, jerk? The point is, I, 
the point is I didn't listen to the album. Uh, oh. but... <laughs> you didn't like it that much, really. John, neither did I, because I had to piece together the tracks from a bunch of different ones. Right. I had to piece um, it together I, on YouTube because I, I couldn't find the album either. I'll be honest. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go with, with uh, my favorite song is going to be um, My Girl. Uh, and that's because that's the only song of theirs I know. Um, but, John well, hates kids with- getting killed by bees. That's what- <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> no, there was there was uh, there was another one on there that I didn't listen to, but but I agree with the title. It was called I think uh, Love Is Only Skin Deep or Beauty Is Only Skin Beauty Deep, and, only I, skin deep. I, and I can I can I can appreciate that title nonetheless. So, so David, how about you? So, oh, go ahead. Oh, mine. Okay, yeah, we can go with mine. I'll, I'm kind of in the same boat as John. Like I, I picked my girl because, um, yeah, it's like one of the only songs that I know. Um, okay. Kind of. I mean, I'm in a house of girls, you know. So my girl. Yeah. You know, you kind of, I take, you know, sing it to my girls, sing it to my wife, whatever. There you go. Yeah. Look at you being all sweet. I try. It wasn't Macaulay Culkin dying? No, it wasn't Macaulay Culkin dying. (laughs) So, David, what about you, my man? Yeah, so I'm going to break tradition here. Um, I'm going to go ahead with Get Ready. Um, I've always always felt like it, it was a funky beat. It like gets you pumped up a little bit. It was like one of the faster paced songs that they've had. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus, I mean, that's what I say every time right before I finish having sexual relations. Because get ready. Here I come. With uh, Paul <laughs> Anderson. Oh. Hey, you use what you got to use, man. It's, been, it's a pandemic. You guys yeah, make it right. sound like I haven't gone years without sex. It's fine. I was deployed twice. <laughs> this is old hat <laughs> for me. <laughs> that doesn't mean you went years without sex, David. Uh, no, very true. Yes. Uh, no, I, no, I, I, I can, I can understand that. I mean, I, yeah. Again, what, what was you said was um, uh, get ready, get ready, get ready. Yeah, that's another. Yeah, get ready. Again, a great, a great song. Um, you have no idea what <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> You, you, you know it if you heard it. Yeah, I'm sure I would. That's Super. that's the thing with like with like 90 percent of these. If yeah. I heard it, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's a temptation song. Obviously, John perked but, up when I was like, it's the song I sing when I'm having sex. He unmuted. He was like, whoa, 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 we're talking about sex. What happened? What? What's going on here? <laughs> I, I I blanked I blanked out uh, a little bit there when we were you know talking about the temptations. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Since sex brought, got brought up, I'm like, okay, so, okay. I'm so back, you, baby. You, what did you pick? Oh, dude, my favorite was "Ain't Too Proud to Beg." That's a great it, one. Only it also about sex. Awesome. It's, a, it's <laughs> a song, but the scene and remember the Titans where fat ass Ethan Sumpley sings that to all the black guys. Like yeah. I was that kid. Oh, that cool. Like I grew to. I went to a school with a bunch of with a bunch of black guys and played football. I was the fat white kid in the football team that liked rap and liked black music, and it was so I was just like, yeah. That's who I am. And now hopefully I can turn what Ethan Sumpley did because that dude's like ripped now and like super awesome. Yeah. So that's right. Like in like his yeah. late 40s or 50s now. So I got some I got some years, but I'm on the yeah, you, get, you gotta get uh fat first though. You gotta get you gotta get chunked up. Dude, dude, uh shit, as much as to that, I've actually lost 200 pounds. <laughs> oh shit. So you're out you're that's awesome. Head, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I had I had uh, surgery done last year, which is why I'm fucking <laughs> drinking wine because I can't drink beer anymore. Carbonation Fair enough. Up. Um, but uh I uh I was, I I was like four four seventy-five so like uh last year in November. 
So in the last year, in the last year, I've lost 200 pounds. So I'm, I'm getting there. But Congratulations, I'm still- man. Thanks, man. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. This is why I have one glass of wine and I turn into a lush and start slurring my words and going crazy. because I-, I mean, I assumed it was just because you were a pussy. But uh, <laughs> I mean, that that is that is definitely the case. I mean, you guys, do know, I mean, we do this podcast together and I did drink it truly once. So <laughs> right. I manned up the podcast just a skosh, just a little, little bit. Scotch. Yeah, but then you use the word skosh. So I don't know. <laughs> what are you drinking tonight, Brandon? Uh, Perrin, Perrin Black's Grapefruit IPA. OK, nice. there you go. That's I'm, an IPA. I'm an IPA guy, so. Me too. I can yeah. live with that. What about you, David? What are you drinking, man? Water. 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 <laughs> oh, look, Mr. Sober. We're, we're getting... <laughs> what, oh, what, are you, a long are day you, at work, you guys. Are you tra- you're training for uh, January? Is that what January. you're doing? I, I just wanted to drink water tonight. I didn't... Like, you don't have to go on a podcast and get drunk. Like, you can, you can attempt to do it sober. Drunk. I just don't want to. <laughs> you, you could, but why would you, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh man. Just make guys. it a bit more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, let's let's go over now. We talked about our favorites. Let's talk about our least favorites, and let's start with David, since this was the uh, the album that you picked, sir. Yeah, Temptation so, super fan. Yeah, Temptation so, super fan. Yeah. What's your least favorite? To take, uh, I wouldn't say Temptation super fan, but I love the Temptations. Um, there were so many that I liked, but uh, listening through it again, like there were some really slow ballads on there I, that didn't hold up for me. And okay. so the one that didn't hold up for me was My Baby. I, I, I almost pulled out the ret- whatever's left of my hair. I almost look like Brandon now um, because it was, <laughs> yeah. it was really, it was brutal. It was yeah. brutal. So that one I, I struggled through. Um, I could have gone with a couple of other ones, but I'm going to go with My Baby. Sure. John, what about you? Uh, you know, funny enough, David, I was going to go with my baby uh, as well. Uh, believe it or not, nice job, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know that is a huge coincidence. Let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> like, no, I, I like. For, honestly, I did try to listen. To, I tried to listen to a few few songs. Um, the one that that got me was uh, Papa was a Rolling Stone. Uh, it's not not that it's a bad song uh it's just very long and very slow and um like i, I could see myself like if i god forbid ever had children at some point using that as like a lullaby to put them to sleep um, <laughs> but uh, i mean and, and i can you know i can uh, appreciate the message behind it as well but but yeah the, i think either that or or my baby yeah yeah i like it i like it yeah. See, well, I, I can be intellectual on occasion. You can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my least favorite is uh, Beauty is Only Skin Deep. Uh, that made my <laughs> list. Yeah. It just, it was really, it was repetitive. Um, and I just felt like it was a personal attack on on, on me. So, <laughs> uh, so I, I didn't like, I don't like that. So that was that. So Steven. Uh, my least favorite was I'll Be in Trouble. Uh, uh, okay, yeah. I just don't think I like Eddie Kendrick's voice, mostly. But I will tell you that Melvin Franklin, who is like their deep bass guy, he damn near saved it. Like, mm. his voice caught me off guard a couple different times, and it sounded like a damn Allstate guy. Like, he went like crazy. <laughs> I was just like, holy, <laughs> what the hell was that? These old recordings, because I was listening to the ones from the 60s, you can still hear like 
a lot of the musicians and the music they were in the studio with them mm-hmm. it was kind of weird but that one like his the uh melvin's well franklin's voice caught me off guard a couple different times on this album he almost saved this one but i'll be in trouble just his, kendrick's voice is just so it's like syrupy i, I couldn't do it yeah all right. all right i'll give it so greatest hits album it's hard to find like a deep cut or a dark horse um kind of track sometimes so one you might not think of especially because most of these are super popular anyway um john do you know of any other temptation songs that were a deep cut i do in fact but you're gonna have to give me one moment because i just threw away my google list um I'm going to go with just my imagination because I assume it's a song about masturbation. And so uh, it's very relatable uh, to to me. So I'm going to, I'm going to go creative people, John, but that's just my imagination. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What about you, sir? What's a deep cut? Uh, it's probably it's a very popular song, but I love uh, the way you do the things you do. I, it's very mm-hmm. catchy. It, you know, it's it, it sends a good message about appreciating, you know, others for the little things that they accomplish in your life. And I like to take that as a part of my life and make sure that, you know, you pass along the good feedback and let people know you're appreciative. So I that one resonated with me. I like that one. That's deep. Yeah. Cut. Also, uh, also a sex uh, song for David there. Um, yeah. What's a deep cut? Dude, you know, I think beauty's only skin deep because I never heard that song before. I kind of pulled a John. I listened to it though, other than John. <laughs> I uh I just picked it because it was like a classic temptation song, like it was just one of those ones that you could hear kind of their their kind of whole vibe if I thought the Temptations, and I didn't even know this was their song, I kind of think it was them. Yeah. Um, and it's a fucking greatest hits album. Again, yeah. like mm-hmm. it, it was one track I didn't know on a greatest hits album for the Temptations, so I guess give it to that one because right. I, you know, I didn't know that one, but um, I just though, I didn't, I didn't read too much into the uh, title there, their brand Sexy Back. Yeah. I got nothing. My deep cut is gonna be "The Girls Are Right with Me." Uh, oh, it's, yeah. it's a it's a fun, it's got fun groove. Being the marching band nerd that I am, like the brass instruments, kind of at the beginning, I thought were were fantastic. Just a, just a fun track throughout to listen to. So it's kind of my my deep cut on that. Okay, <laughs> I I think I know that. I now that you mentioned, I think I know that song too. Okay, yeah, but I, I I'm listening back to it. I, it is a good. Yeah, I was getting ready for you to sing there, John. I was looking. <laughs> is that the 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 girls all right? Yeah, I, I know I know the song. I can't can sing for for shit. Like, uh, you'll you'll hear me. I'll try, I'll try something on it when we go to the Eminem album. But uh... <laughs> okay, oh, okay. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> so, what was your uh, kind of overall rating of this one, John? Of the two songs you might have listened to. <laughs> no here's here's the thing uh, as much grief as i as i give david uh you know the the temptations are an, an iconic group right they're they're a, a, 
great, great music and, and uh, you know, again, just really meaningful and, and, and enjoyable at the same time, a lot of their, their content. So um, for, for a greatest hits album, uh, I'm, I'm going to give it nine, nine out of 10. I'm going to give it nine out of 10. It would have been 10 out of 10, but they included Papa was a Rolling Stone. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> is the rating scale out of 10 or is it out of five? I thought you guys were it's like, out of 10. Oh, okay. Whew. Okay. All right. <laughs> five. I should have said it's out of five. Just to mess with me. <laughs> get more points. Yeah. Breaking rules. Right. David, what about you, man? Out of 10, what are you giving this thing? So some of the songs didn't hold up to the nostalgia that, that I had, you know, for, for, for this album. Yeah. Um, again, greatest hits, but um, as we've, as we've all covered, covered ad nauseum at this point. Um, but I, I, there was more. So I, I, I put awesome and then meh. And there was more songs that I put underneath meh than I thought I would. And so oh. I'd give it, a, I'd actually give it a seven out of 10. Okay. To be honest. Nice. Yep. Steven. So greatest hits album uh, in 66. The band's been around for 60 plus years with, with <laughs> one surviving member. I mean, it is to, and, and to come up in the midst of the civil rights, civil rights movement and still move there to move through not only one, like, civil rights kind of movement in the black community but now two like uh holy shit dude like it just like otis williams is he's the man kind of a he's he's just kind of awesome to yeah. get through both of those and still still kicking um and, and i actually saw a youtube video of him this year in 2020 with the group still dancing not as well as he used to but still doing it <laughs> Still, he's, he's he's a little slower, you know. Holding on to his walker and doing a little kick. <laughs> kick <laughs> but he's still dancing and he's still, he still out there, you know, showing out. Yeah. So um, I went with a seven as well. Just it was straight respect for the Temptations. Just again, I agree with you. There are a lot of songs on there that don't hold up, mm-hmm. and there are songs that have transcended time. Like my kids now would know the song. They might not know it's actually the Temptations, but they know ain't too proud to beg they know my girl is they they may not know the actual band's name because they're you know 12 and 14 but they'll know the song (laughs) they've heard it right so i mean to have that staying power yeah it does i agree um i'm giving it a six out of ten um just a little bit above above average for me um a lot of the songs i think i gave it the six mainly because a lot of them were about just talking about girls which is fine but it's like <laughs> more original things to talk about and sing about but um for all black groups to talk about sex pretty consistently like in that movement playing with a bunch of white people in the crowd yeah yeah like there was a joke i was gonna make and i got vetoed by brandon and my wife that when i ran past both of them and i didn't do it because they got a yeesh on both ends mm-hmm. and I, <laughs> those fun. are the best ones what are you talking about <laughs> oh dude maybe we off recording i'll give it to you it was pretty good yeah. but um i to to do a a band an artist that has that many songs about sex because Smokey robinson just loves him some sex and he wrote most of them so but to play those songs, the five black dudes on stage playing to massively white crowds, it takes some guts, dude. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, guys, that was The Temptations, Greatest Hits. From that was, 66. Uh, from 66, yeah. So that was provided by Mr. David Steves. Guys, let's move on over to John's pick now. 
hey, hold on. It's don't give me that look, man. It's it's not as bad as you make it out to be. Well, Jesus. that's that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a yep. Okay, there's a lot more. This one actually exists on like most streaming platforms. <laughs> yeah. So to give a little background for me and Steve, uh, this originally when we first started our podcast, we started. We thought, why not give like our top five band, like favorite bands of all time. This landed on my top five. Eminem landed on my top five. Good. Until I listened to this album. Okay. He made it away. He didn't. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So there, there's that, which is fine. Um, <laughs> whatever. But uh, yeah. So uh, Steve, give a little background on uh, the album that we're covering on this one. All right. So released May 26, 2002, 20 tracks. Um, of the 20 tracks, they have five what they skit tracks. Apparently, hip hop did this a lot because a lot of other artists, and I remember, I didn't remember them, but apparently, a lot of them did the skit track where they do just like different things to make it an experience. Um, oh, and it was an experience. Was an experience. Eminem's third album um, came out. Uh, Eminem either produced or co produced uh, 14 of the tracks of the 20 and co- wrote or co wrote all of them. This understandable. Damn, this album has sold over 27 million copies to date. It also went understandable. Diamond, <laughs> it, went, it went diamond in 2011, so that's over 10 million. So between 2011 and now, it sold 17 more a million albums. But I can't even freaking imagine. Um, originally scheduled to be released on. This was just kind of just a fun fact. On June 4th of 02, but it was pirated and bootlegged because that's about the time it was kind of coming out. Uh, right. All the streaming services were coming out like LimeWire. Again, <laughs> getting Lars Ulrich. If we had Napster, it wouldn't be a big deal. Eminem should be pissed at Lars Ulrich too for fucking <laughs> that up for him. Um, but it because the streaming services took it, bootlegged it, so Interscope was just like, no, we're putting it out now, and they threw it out there, and it sold like three hundred thousand copies in the first day. Like, I think everybody just really wanted an Eminem album. They were just they, they felt too wholesome. They wanted to get yelled at for a little while. It had been a while between his the the album before this though, wasn't it? Only two years. I mean, that's a long time. Yeah, I don't know. No. Yeah, so it's got four <laughs> four singles: "Without Me," "Clean Out My Closet," "Superman," which was a what the single for that one, and "Sing for the <laughs> Moment." I don't know how to respond. To oh, oh, Siri's going off. Pissed off Siri on that one too. <laughs> um, won a Grammy for the best rap album. In 2003, anybody know who it was going up against? Because it was kind of a weak class for one other album. 2003? Yeah. Ugh. Like Missy Elliott? Nope, that was in 2004, actually. Jay-Z had been on there. Wasn't Jay-Z he on there? Too. The Blueprint okay. before. I think Blueprint, he that's right. So it was going up against Petey Pablo, Take Mystical. There we go. David, <laughs> David got it in there. And then uh, Nelly. And then the actual yeah. one that I thought maybe actually would have given it a shot was Ludacris's word of mouth. Not mouth. Oh. Mouth. 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 Uh, you can spell it right. That was actually a pretty decent album, personally. I liked that one. I think it might be better than this one. But we'll figure it out. But Eminem won the Grammy because, uh, you know, surprise, white guy in the Grammys. <laughs> See, John got that joke. You're, you're not, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> it's like a white guy winning the Oscar. <laughs> It happens a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, that's kind of the the, the overall background on on uh, Eminem. Yeah. So, John, why did you pick this album? So, this album, uh, I think I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, came came out 
the summer before my freshman year of high school, right? So I was just kind of starting to hit that teenage angsty uh, phase, right? Um, and and it came out just at that right time where it's you know, it had just enough angst in it, just enough anger in it that I was, yeah, you know, yeah, fuck you, mom and dad. This is you know, yeah. <laughs> this is my my life, and um, you know, there there were. So it became kind of that that album uh, for me. So that was kind of in, in, instrumental and in, in kind of yeah my my teenage years. Um, I can I can remember especially the the song um, "Clean Out My Closet," right? Yeah. Um, like I was I would listen like I I'd, I'd get pissed off at my folks. I'd do something, say something, whatever, and then I'd be in my room listening. To, I'm sorry, Mama. I didn't mean to hurt you. You know, I'm feeling bad about it. You know. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah. there, there's, that, there's the moment he was telling us about. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. So that became that became that album uh, for me. Um, so that's uh, yeah. That's why I I just wanted to see if maybe um, it still held up or if I was just hanging out to nostalgia or you know what what the hell was going on. But yeah. So I gotta go with John a little bit on this one because I was this was I was actually graduated from high school when this came out, but I I was also kind of an angry teenager single mom really pissed off at a lot of shit uh, going on and i i liked this album as well that time i mean i think i grew away from it a little bit but um i i agree with you it was it was kind of a that angry time and there was a lot of artists that were coming out with you know super hard and heavy angry stuff and to have somebody come out in the rap side and whenever eminem raps he just sounds super pissed off like he's not a happy man no. um no. <laughs> a happy man but to parade his ass out on TRL and then like to like pimp out albums constantly, which he did really, really well. But I mean, 25, 27,000 or many million copies of this damn thing. But I, I agree with you. Like that was, it was kind of one of the ones like you turn up in your car and just blast it. And it's, you know, right. You're, you're anti-establishment because he's pissed at the government, but you really don't understand why. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I think it was. I, no, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say I bought this album. Oh no! Mom, no, no. You know what? I think I actually got it as a Christmas present from my mom. Oh, she did not think that. She through. did not think that through. So I think I took like cleaning out my closet. Like you were cleaning your bedroom, literally. Yeah. <laughs> it was her way of getting oh, you to God. do chores. <laughs> yeah, I'm cleaning up my closet. That's like so, the good Christian boy in me. Like, he's sorry, mama. He's just, cleaning his closet. He's cleaning his room. Sorry for making you mad, mom. So Let you me gotta clean be out fucking telling me that your mom, your mom bought you the in sync Christmas album like three years prior to this shit. Yeah, and you think she bought you the, this album? I mean, uh, she had to do a quick. I mean, she bought him NSYNC. She had to do a quick course correct. Like, yeah, she had to. Yeah, <laughs> well, she probably saw a white dude on the album. Was like, oh, this is a handsome little white man. He's okay. No, but she asked me what that little parental advisory sticker was on the front, and I just had to tell her that it's like watching a PG thirteen movie. It's fine. It is nothing <laughs> like watching a PG thirteen movie, Brandon. Brandon, you had your mother pay for it. Uh, Steve, you bought it yourself. David, how did you? Well, actually, personally, I was a thief for a while. There, I, I, was, I was gonna say because I because I streamed the damn thing on Napster of all. <laughs> you were the you guy, <laughs> right? I'm sorry, David. Early for so so. Let's go to the old man of the group here tonight, David. What was your first impressions of this album? Uh, so, believe it or not, I I own this album. Um, so I owned it. I had it. Doesn't I was... really surprise me to be honest with you. 
Well, I, I have a pretty wide spectrum of music, and yeah. um, this one, like, I like, I, I always liked Eminem. I, I liked his style. I always liked his fast rapping. Um, and so I bought this. I was actually a lieutenant in the army at this time, um, so I bought it and I'd, I'd throw it around in my uh, in my Mitsubishi Galant and uh, pump. It was it was black with gold trim. I was <laughs> the world's coolest <laughs> lieutenant, which doesn't exist. That's fine. I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> But nice. yeah, I, I, I would I would bump this album. This and um, this would be in my rotation. It was in my my CD visor? holder that was attached to my visor. Yeah, yeah. I have one of those. Um, so let's kind of get into it a little bit. Uh, let's talk about favorite tracks. Um, let's start with John. John, you picked this bad boy. So what's I your did. favorite track? There, there are a number of them on here that I think actually still work. My my. Two that I would I would go with is is number one uh, business, which actually I still listen to is kind of my my pump me up music before I go on stage, right? It's just still a good pump. Yeah. Up. Um, but I, I got to be honest, my 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 uh, favorite song on here, uh, the one that I most relate to now is uh, is Drips, <laughs> you know, uh, which uh, if you haven't heard the album, is is uh, basically a song about uh, contracting STDs. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, yeah. Uh, and then the the dripping is the the yeah job you get it yeah yeah, yeah. Right. I'm, not, I'm just I'm trying to help explain for those <laughs> don't need right for, now uh, David what's yours my man what's your favorite track of this album yeah so a lot of them still hold up um, but believe it or not uh, Superman um, during this time so I was in the army and uh, I was I, I had girlfriends and they're like you get broken up with a lot especially when you're in the army because you're you're leaving you're moving. Uh, so I got broken up uh, moving to Korea. Then I got a girlfriend in Korea. Then I had to break up with her to move back. And then I got another girlfriend and then I was getting deployed. So we had to break up with her. So it was just the Superman song just kind of fed into that. And Look I, at you. And it was about, and it was about Mar- like his relationship with Mariah Carey too. And I was like, yeah. that's pretty, right. Cause he had Mariah Carey in the video, not her, but like the replica. Right. The replica. Yeah. <laughs> the replica. You understand it. That's all you the, need. The, the wish mean. version. Right. <laughs> I order from three. That's okay. Six to ten week delivery, guys. Yeah. Six to ten <laughs> um, so I'll go with my favorite. Um, and I'll just piggyback off of John. It's it's business for me. Just the way the beat that is happening with that song, it just kind of pushes you forward. Um, I like the fact that you kind of use it as your pump up music before you go on stage. So that's super sweet. The, that's all I have. So oh, nice. Yeah. So my favorite one was Sing for the Moment. And the reason I picked this one because of the Dream On sample. Like, I love the Dream On sample. A lot of the, the production of this album is, is top notch. It's it, I can't really complain about the production of the album for except for one song that I <laughs> hated. But um, okay. The Dream On sample is so good. And having Steven Tyler using older, old Steven Tyler from the 70s actually do the, the hook for it to do to do that. I've heard Dream On. I, I, I've been a security. I was a security guard from the time I was like 14 years old because I was six foot two, about 350 pounds until I was like 28. So I worked concert security for a long time. And I've heard many um, national acts try to cover that song. And it, it is hard to do because you can't hit those high notes that Steven Tyler can hit. But one dude that actually did it was uh, the lead singer of Train. Train covered it. We were at an outdoor show in Muskegon at Summer Celebration fuck, a long time ago. And I remember walking through the crowd looking for under, underage kids drinking. That was my primary responsibility. 
And you were the undergage kids. What are you talking about? You were 14. <laughs> I was 22, so I knew most of those parts. And I probably bought them beer when I wasn't working. But I, I remember like listening to this guy sing and like hearing the hearing the opening for that song come out and going, Oh, he's gonna try this, isn't he? Like I've heard so many people try this one and just either not even try to hit the high note or incredibly f it up. So I'm like walking along and like he gets to that point and I stop and I just watch and and like all of a sudden I'm like, holy shit, he hit it. Like he actually did it. Like so the lead singer train is a he's awesome. Like he's really good. But I this song just kind of bringing that old school kind of uh, classic rock in with Eminem style, his whole doing his whole thing in there. I just I felt like it just it's still I think it still hits now. And just the the production, the beat on the track is just it's, it's amazing. That was favorites for the four of us. It, uh, yeah. John, what was your least favorite on the album? Well, that's an easy one. Um, that's for me. That's gonna be Haley's song. Um, because uh, it's 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 like super sweet and sentimental and just like oh okay. oh I, I love my, like I get it. You love your kids, okay? I I. I <laughs> can get it you don't you know, get it you don't have you know kids. like i well, i'm just like i you know i i tolerate it when you talk about it david i i don't need it on an eminem album okay yeah. <laughs> i'm just it's it's it throws off the whole vibe of what i'm trying to get out of an eminem i don't know maybe, maybe i'm no, no, dare, maybe i'm wrong but but uh, how dare but, he talk about his kids but i love that song about stds right <laughs> There's, there's, there's a picture of John right there, guys. We had our John. If you ever never finished John's, this is who John is. It's, that's, that's, get the kids that's out of here. Bring some, bring some more STDs in. Come on now. We're covered in beer. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> All right. What about, what about you, Brandon? What was Maybe, your least favorite? Uh, my least favorite is drips. Uh <laughs> <laughs> As a lot of you know, most of all of I think all of you guys know uh, clearly. Never so had an STD. I, well, no, I have not. Thank you. And um, how nice for you. Okay. Well, you know, way to put that one on all of us. But you know, I, I, grew, I also have not. Just for the record, sorry. I grew Brandon. up in me either, but I'm going to put that out there that I want to make fun of Brandon Forrest. Yeah, though. I know. Um, I hate all of you. Just, <laughs> just guy, like I listened to this, song. I had to walk away. <laughs> I had to. Did you cross your chest like do the do the old catechism? I had to go get a cool washcloth, guys. Oh. Like I, <laughs> me. So you don't have an STD? That's that's one of the things you're gonna do. No, but like you, Steve, made me listen to Stankonia by Outcast. I thought that was bad. Like yes, it just oh, it opened Brandon, my. Heart. Brandon went and got an STD test just listening to it. Just he was like, it. I yeah, just. Like this is I, I some. I, I, I have I, I listened to this song. I probably have one now. Like I need. I to this thing. Oh, you probably thought you were pregnant. So I, I did. Yeah. So. Oh uh, yeah. All right. Are we on to David? We're on least? David. Yeah, David's least. Yeah. So um, usually I like diss tracks. Um, I, I think they're very funny, entertaining, but they did some cowboy cover up on the whole um square dance one that I really. Every time I listen to it, I just I, I fast forward it. I don't like it. Um, I, I like hearing how he disses everybody. That part I like, but it was just like he yelled yeehaw in it, and I was just like, it doesn't belong in this album. I uh, I didn't like it. So, 
How about you guys? So my my least favorite was <laughs> business. Really? <laughs> I hated that track, dude. The weird low budget superhero mock porno bullshit that he was pulling out there to start with. Holy Jesus, Batman! Like no, no, <laughs> no. So I can't get past this shit. We give <laughs> Macklemore all kinds of fucking hell for being a caricature of himself and being like that douchebag white dude who makes fun of people but doesn't like take himself seriously. But sure. this mad motherfucker, like angry little elf, gets a pass. I can't understand it. Like he he starts to like. There was a video of him putting his ass on Tom Green's face. Like, it, mm -hmm. and we get fun of we make fun of. I'm sorry, the kids are sleeping and I'm fucking going crazy. <laughs> so we make fun of like other artists for being goofy, but then we give Eminem a pass. I think because we're all scared of him mostly, yeah. um, because he is an angry little elf. Um, oh, oh, John. Here, here's here's <laughs> the thing. Though. Here's here's the difference between Macklemore and uh, and Eminem is that Eminem has <laughs> talent, uh, whereas whereas Macklemore has none. What? And, and so I I think you know, when you're a talented person and you've got you're you're a one in a a lifetime type of talent and and for some certainly for a good body of his work he's he's you know shown that. Um, I think you can get away with a little bit more. Uh, you know, I mean, you look at look at Michael Jackson, for instance. Um, John, not not. I'm I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just saying. Wow. If you're talented, you can get away with. Uh, so, uh, I, I think that's why he often gets a, gets a pass for for some of the things he does. John, I'm just glad you didn't go do a school shooting after listening to this album. Swear. <laughs> that's wow. No, I just I just didn't. I don't. I just don't understand the hokiness. Like he. The, the, the hokiness from business plus with with, hate, with Haley's song like it's such a weird thing like you're you're angry all the time like you walk around with this perpetual like pissed off look on your face even now he's like the angry Clint Eastwood grandpa on the porch of hip hop and like, <laughs> I, I don't understand it <laughs> like you're you know this like happy go lucky I'm gonna you know shit on the in sync because he did that at one point too i think he did yeah but he had to play that trl vibe and he like huffed it up for the camera to sell 27 million copies of his album don't get me wrong the guy is talented in many ways and he knows how to market an album but what the hell like there's i, I just I can't understand it and i i think macklemore has talent i just think it's different from what's out there now i think he's slower yes. than others and just kind of does some things a little differently but i like other i mean just because Eminem's a white rapper, which he got a lot of play for, but if you look at artists that were in the same bunch and they're underground artists like Mac Lethal, even Mac Miller, Atmosphere have, I think, a ton more talent mm -hmm. because they don't have to rely on going after women, gay people, and anybody who doesn't like it. That's where Eminem pisses me off. He has That's so a fair much point. talent, but he has to go after the low-hanging fruit. Like, why do you want to attack women? Why do you want to attack gay people? Why do people who don't like you? Just show you're a better artist because we all know you are. Like yeah. he 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 resurrected Dre. He brought Dre back. If not for Eminem, Dre would not have come back. Dre would not have got that Beats deal. Eminem brought him back into the limelight. Oh. So like, I don't I don't really understand this this whole thing on angry little white dude. Dre never laughed. Like there would be no Eminem <laughs> without Dre. Yeah. Dre's the producer. Dre found him. Dre funded him. Dre Dre gave him the street the street cred within the black community, Dre created that monster and profited 
handsomely from it. Yes. Right. Well, that's and, all I had to say. Well, and, and Eminem kind of brings that up in one of his songs, talking about how Dre kind of brings the black people to M, and then M brings the white to Dre. So I he definitely bridge the gap for sure. It just yeah. it just was a like I just knowing knowing like I'm a I'm a hip hop guy, but I love I like more of the underground hip hop and a bunch of the like. Mm white guys that could go like sage francis and a bunch of other guys that are that are just as good if not better but they do it in more of an artistic way they don't they don't pick on that low-hanging fruit mm. or eminem just like he is the ang- he is the clint eastwood in the portrait now he's still going after he's one of machine gun kelly and i'm like dude you know just stop like he made he gets he did he got he beat down mgk so bad he had to go over to alternative music i yeah. loved it yeah. yeah, get out yeah. of my genre, yeah. homie. Jay is now dating Megan <laughs> Fox, so I guess you know he still kind of wins in that deal. I think. Uh, <laughs> John is only saying that because Demi's sitting right next to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, she doesn't care. She 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 watches as I watch porn and masturbate. She does not give a. F- <laughs> uh, <laughs> but <laughs> she doesn't care. Or it can get worse. But yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I can, Brandon, I can tell I, your mom to skip this episode. I can dial it back. I won't. No, but, don't, don't. But, no, but, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I won't. It won't. It's, uh, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm sure I have the ability somewhere. Um, <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> sorry, anyway. So let's go deep cuts because, I mean, Eminem went real deep, some of these. Um, yep. So, John, yeah, what's a, what's your what's your deep cut? Like, if someone was to hand you, like, if you were to hand somebody this album, what's a song out from the outside from the popular ones that you would say, check this song out? Okay, so that, that's a that's a tough one, but um, so outside from the, the like the singles that he had, yeah, okay, um, I would say uh, track number eleven, which is Paul Rosenberg skit, uh. I, I I'm just uh no I, I truthfully I I think I I actually really like uh, Superman I really do oh I, I, I think I, I, I know I, I think that might have been one of his singles but I think it was one of his least popular singles but I think it actually it actually does uh it, it does very well and I I like that song yeah Steve what about you Superman uh my dark horse was White America it's the second track in the album so it's kind of hard to be a dark horse. Well, I picked it for a dark horse. I think it hits a little differently in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, with the, but, the it, but it does hold up to leadership is kind of weird, but it, it's not because of what he was dealing with, with what was coming on from, from on high. He was getting a lot of shit from the government for being that, that really risky dude. But the, the, the army of people that Eminem was talking about that look like him right now are the <laughs> problem a lot of times. Um, so it's, it's especially in Michigan. So, it, it seems like it's kind of a weird, it's kind of a weird flex for 2020, but I just like, I, I listened to that like four times and I was like, Oh, that, this, this track hits like completely different in 2020 than it would in 2002. Right. Sure. Yeah. I, I would agree with that for sure. David, what about you, my man? Yeah. So I actually was going to say what America, because I, I also, it's, it's one of the entry tracks, right? It, it hits really hard. I loved all the things that you hit on it, Steve. Um, but there's another one a little bit further down and I don't think a lot of people make it to this one. Uh, it's till I collapse. And I always liked that song. I always, I, Nate dog is on it. I hear, you know, yeah. rough rot, you know, mount up renegade. Um, and that's not renegade. What the hell is that? Song? <laughs> <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. I, yeah. 
Um, so I, I love Nate Dog. I love love the cameo in that because I hadn't seen him. That was the first time we saw him in a while. So that that'd be the that'd be the Dark Horse. It bangs, it slaps. Yeah, I agree. So my deep cut, guys, goes uh to my dad's gone crazy. I thought dad's go a little crazy. I like that. Yeah. I mean, and let's be honest, he is a little crazy. And he did go a, a lot crazy. Didn't he have a breakdown for this album? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I think he had a pretty, yeah. pretty big emotional breakdown for this one. Like, yeah. He didn't put another album out for a few years after this one. Yeah, he I don't think he put another out. album out until he got sober. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. went, he went off the freaking deep end pretty pretty heavily there. Yeah. He, he did. and But I, I will say this, too. Um, what the, One of the reasons I, I really love this album, because, uh, again, I, I think similar to, to Brandon, grew up in, in a fairly conservative Christian household, right? So I was, first yeah. of all, not listening to this album anywhere my parents would know I was listening to it. Um, but at, at the same time, even, even though he did take a few years off after this, um, this was my introduction to his music. And, and so it, it allowed me to go back then and listen to some of his previous albums and, yeah. and really, and again, fueled my entire uh, high school experience of, of angsty, angry teenager. Yeah. Um, so really, I, I, I guess the point is, um, if if you don't like me, you can blame Eminem uh, for that. Um, so works out. So I'll ask. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So I'll ask this question. So at the time of this recording, it's 18 years old, almost 19 years old. Has it stood the test of time? You know, I'll, I'll answer first on this one. If I haven't listened to this album until recently for the podcast, and yeah. oh, golly, it's probably 2005, 2006. Um, I still knew the words to almost every single song. So to me, it, it, you know, I mean, I was in my, my twenties when I heard it, not youngsters like you guys, but yeah, I, I think it still resonates. I think it's still, in fact, I, I see a little bit more genius in it than I did the first time. I think now experiencing a lot of different music, um, and different life experiences. I, you know, back when in my twenties, I didn't have kids, right. There's a lot of different, you know, so I enjoy the stuff when these kids come on the track now. I, I probably didn't like it as much back then. So um, it, it stood the test of time. And it's actually, you know, it's it, I've seen a little bit more genius in it than I did previously. So, yeah. John, what about you? Yeah, I, I would I would say it, it's still I, for the most part uh, stands. I mean, there, there are still a few of, of them on there that's like, OK, you know, it, it wasn't as good when I, you know, hearing it later on. Right. Uh, without me, for instance, I think it's uh, I think it's still a great song. Uh, don't get me wrong. Again, one of his biggest hits. It was but made, I, 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 I could have gone without it at this point. It's and I think part of that, too, is that that particular song is, has so oversaturated uh, the culture at this point that it's it's just like that hearing it in the context of the album. Uh, t- take it or leave it, you know, but I, I think still as a single, it's it, it's decent. Just again, I, it's not all of them held up but overall i think the majority yeah I, I would i would say it held up for sure i mean i kind of i don't have anything else to say okay i think they stood i think it stood yeah, the test of time I think overall it's up. i mean there's there's the cancel culture of 2020 that i think would have a hell of a time with it with you know the moral police coming after him but it's 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 eminem you kind of get what you pay for uh with him so <laughs> You're going to kind of get, he don't give a shit what you think. Cause right. it's, and he's proved that many times in this album. What I liked about this album was each track, even though it's, it's a beast, it's long. 
it seems like he's working out. This is kind of like a therapy session for him on this one. Like there's some, there's some deep seated, I mean, and all Eminem track, except for the first one, the first one was kind of like, he was kind of slap happy for getting recorded by Dre, but like right. album in the third one <laughs> and, and the fourth, cause uh, the, he actually um, encore came out in 04, two years of this one. And then he didn't put out recovery until 2010. So it was, we were actually a little bit off, but encore was in 04 and then recovery was in 2010. So there's six years between that one. He he was battling some massive demons right during this during this moment of his life, and you, you can, can definitely he, you can hear, hear it. it. Yeah. Um, while he still is that angry little elf even now, um, but it's not as not as there's not as much there, and it's probably because he's sober now, or at least soberish, sober more than he was. I'm not sure if he's back. No, I think he's been sober since recovery. Still sober. Yeah. So hopefully yeah. he is. I mean, he that that dude doesn't need more alcohol or drugs to make him angrier. He's got enough of that already done spent up for his whole life. So I think it does hold up in like a music history idea where you look at like this is kind of his progression. If you listen to all of his albums going forward, you kind of see like he's growing. But I mean, there's there's things he's working out at least. There's not there's not as much. I don't think on the new on his newest album, um, he bashes his ex wife too often. So. Probably still have once in a while for nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> for nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. Mom. Yeah. Like, right. But. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, that, that's the thing, though. It's his newer stuff since he's been sober. It's like, well, I guess just remind me to never get sober. Uh, like, it's not because <laughs> the the not that he's not still talented, but the the level of not not that I not that I wish that he had not was not sober I'm, I'm glad that he's got his personal life worked out but it's 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 not made for the the best artistic choices i think so you think God, the, he grew the up substances kind of helped him in a way i would say that, i mean they've that's what they've been doing for me for 20 years <laughs> <laughs> that's they've been not a problem man yeah um <laughs> i think he lost white when that happened when he, when when he when he got cleaner i think in that six-year period between between encore and recovery it wasn't just getting clean with alcohol and drugs i think it was also like he got some of his emotional shit figured out too and that took away some of his bite where now i think now he's in that realm of finds where he's he's still a lyrical genius and can still attack people pretty heavy but it doesn't have the same kind of you don't feel the same pain behind it whereas the first three four albums you could hear you could hear the pain in his voice yeah well, and, and I, I think that's that's what it comes down to is, is I, I think you, I think it was Steve earlier said something yeah. about him being a, a caricature of him, of himself, right? So it's, it, you know, if if you've gotten sober, you've gotten your shit straightened out and all that, that's great. You're still Eminem. You're still one of the greatest lyricists uh, in, in the game, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't have to still, I, I saw David laughing because I stumbled over the word lyricist, but <laughs> Um, <laughs> but my point being, you, you don't have to pander to what you, your audience thinks, what you think your audience wants. What, what drew me to him initially as a teenager might be the, the angry stuff, but what keeps me coming back is not the anger. It's the authenticity. So yeah. if that's not, if that's not authentic to you anymore, do what's fucking authentic to you and, and you know then then you're going to be good again i don't know it's again you're going to get get me all hooked up here i'm going to get do you angry. think he did what metallica did like he's not angry young anymore he grew up got money got rich doesn't have the same experiences that that could be could be part of it uh we're gonna we're gonna get steve all pissed off at eminem now well no that doesn't take much 
But um, <laughs> not not Lars pissed off because, like I said, Eminem really didn't, didn't mess up. You know, a lot of things that could have happened because, like I said, if Napster would have been left and <laughs> go, it'd be bigger than Spotify and be <laughs> awesome. But that's fair. Um, so we're gonna go into ratings on go this. To ratings. I went with a six and a half on this one. Uh, not anything different. I everybody says this most popular Eminem album. I like um, the Slim Shady LP better. I mean, just because mm-hmm. I think more. It was just the first one kind of coming in. And I think that was kind of like he caught you by surprise a little bit because nobody expected a little white dude to come out as hard and as fast as he did. Mm-hmm. So I think that one is probably my top Eminem album. But this one I was harder because it was produced so well. Like all the tracks were just you hope to have songs come out now in 2020 that are produced as well as these ones were. Um and, I mean, and most of them were produced by him. Dre only produced a couple of them, like three tracks on this album, and Eminem produced a lot of them. Right. So I think just just the production value for this album was, was second to none. Yeah. Uh, David, what about you? So I can't rate it higher than The Temptations. Um, and there's more <laughs> songs on The Temptations album that I would listen to than this album. Um, but this although, is the greatest hits album. If, if I wanted, although, to, if I wanted Eminem, to... Did I, I could have asked to okay you know what can we skip this can we do curtain call instead is that an option can we we'll, we'll bring you back we'll do curtain call so yeah. I, I would just say personally for me it's a six right it's not horrible <laughs> I, I but I haven't listened to it since the early 2000s and I probably won't listen to it again because I'm an adult with roles and responsibilities and a productive member of society but john what do you think i mean you're none of those things <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair again um no I, again I, I think it was a good album uh again got got me through some some weird periods in, in life right but not not a perfect album by any chance by any means rather uh, normally i think i would rate this uh like a seven uh but because uh this came out when i was 14 and and i have not uh, really grown up and matured since then. Uh, instead of a seven, I'm gonna have to go with a 6.9. Sorry, I don't. <laughs> I saw what you did there. That was good. Oh, I yeah. got you. I got yeah, you. That's you know, wait, 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 wait. wait. Was, that, was I the first one to get that joke? <laughs> no, I was on mute. <laughs> I just started laughing because because. Because of David's response, I looked in the, in the video and saw David like dying in his chair on mute. Like, that was so good, John. Well done, man. That, that was that was bravo, sir. Don't ever grow up. You're a Toys R Us kid. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. They if they actually they can't let me back in Toys R Us. No, it doesn't exist. But that's not the point. Um. <laughs> Let's go to B- Big D. Yeah, the Big D. Uh, <laughs> I guess my seven is kind of just whatever at this point after John's 6.9. No, but I mean, it was a seven. I think honestly, you know, I think I listened to this a couple years after it came out. Obviously, just like you, David, I was able to to listen to these tracks and sing along with them. Um, Pretend like I was angry, just like Marshall Mathers, Um, whatever. So I knew a lot of these songs again, and it was it was nostalgic, but it for me wasn't what I just I, I picture in my head John screaming at his closet while he's yelling at his mom, and you going, "Well, I'm cleaning up my closet." Like, just, <laughs> <"Well>, I'm <laughs> sorry, mom. I'm sorry. Oh, so, folding my pants. Raised very similarly 
two drastically different outcomes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, yeah. a, there's a there's a documentary there somewhere. I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, guys. So that was that was fun. Yeah, that was a twofer. Yeah. So do you guys want to uh, give, give the, give our audience a little bit of uh, kind of your vibe? Cause you guys do a podcast yourselves. Like it's not just us. Like, you guys do we something do. on your own. Right. Absolutely. I, well, I think, I think we've, we've, we've kind of given the, the vibe a little bit already. So our, our podcast is, uh, is uh, good versus evil is the name of it. Um, obviously, as you can probably tell, I'm the good side of things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, it's it you know it just kind of came as uh, came around as as a concept of uh, you know Dave and I are are good friends uh, anyway. But you know he has a, again kind of a cleaner side. I, I wouldn't say even even that clean, but certainly uh, you know more family friendly in in, in many ways. And 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 I don't. Um, <laughs> so so it's just kind of an an interesting dynamic. And, and again, we I think Dave and I have talked about this before. Uh, it's not something that would would work on paper, right? We we're not two guys if you would just look at our, our acts for instance that you would say we these guys would be friends but it, it just kind of became a way for us to to kind of show that and kind of show, you know uh, if you look at it in wrestling terms right david's kind of the face and i'm kind of the the heel you know um it, but but it's fun and it works and and um basically we we uh, we have two episodes that come out every week, one on Thursday and one on Saturday. And on Thursday, uh, we just kind of, um, it's drunk guys at the bar, right? We talk about how our week's been, kind of what's, what's going on in, in the world. And, you know, uh, what are you drinking? The, you know, this kind of shit. And then uh, on Saturdays, uh, we, we usually bring in a, a guest uh, to, to talk with the interview, uh, whether it's a comic like uh, Brandon, we've had, had you on, I know. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've, you know, uh, people that are in the business community and the art, community in general just people that we find interesting and want to want to talk to right so that's that's the gist of it um again we got uh new episodes every thursday and saturday uh, if you visit us uh at goodevilpodcast.com uh you can from there find all of our information for our social media our youtube page and and where to listen as well so um, yeah we'll tell you guys where can where can the kids sure. find you uh your comedy your individual comedy stuff Oh, I'm sorry. I guess I'll start since I'm the one <laughs> talking. Um, <laughs> sorry, David. I just roll it over. Let's go. <laughs> Get it together, dipshit. All right. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm at the John Batch on uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, and Twitter. And I am CGM comedy uh, CGM underscore comedy on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and just David Steves on the good old Facebook. So. I can't believe John doesn't have a doesn't have a TikTok. He'd be good on TikTok. He'd get banned from TikTok. That's the reason. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently, you're not supposed to have your genitals out. Uh, you know, John, are you on Parlor? I am actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how's that going? Yeah, how's that? Are you banned yet? Uh, not yet. No, uh, dude. I, I, I'll be honest. So I, you can follow me on there if you want at the John Patch on on Parlor. Um, <laughs> But I'll be honest. I, I gave up after like probably a, a week. It just it just got boring because you know it's it's just all all it is is you know people who are are so right wing that they've lost touch with reality, and yeah. then also people who are so left wing that they've lost touch with the reality, and they, they they've just yeah. come and merged in one spot, and it's just it's no nobody you can't have a coherent with 
argument with anybody on the left or right there because it's it, there's no sense of well reality. So it's it's a little bit fun to troll on occasion, but I've, I I don't I post that much there anymore. So, uh, but if you want to follow me there, I'm sure I'll <laughs> I'll get get started again at some point. So, um, notice how they didn't have to ask me that. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, <laughs> well, if I had to pick if I had to pick one on Parlor and one on TikTok, I kind of got that one right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> again, Steve. Where can the kids find us? Uh, so we are the Notes My Goats Pod on Twitter and Instagram. The Notes My Goats Podcast. Look for good old Nate chomping on a record on Facebook. And the Notes My Goats Podcast at gmail.com for email and stuff. Um, just like John and David, if you guys want to be on our podcast and give us a couple of albums to review, if you pick a fucking greatest hits album, I swear to God. Um, we are going to – we'll do it. And then I'll – make fun of you but uh, we'll do it and but uh yeah give us a give us a shout out let us know what you want to do we'll see about getting you on we uh, we love having people on and just kind of shooting the shit so yeah guys we've appreciated you come hanging out with us it's been fun it's a pleasure as always at some point i hope that the three of us can hit another stage together that'd be wonderful i hope the four on one of your podcasts that'd be great i i'd love to mix with uh the, knowing that the uh the f-bomb is not as uh Mama Alberta, friendly. <laughs> I, podcast, I can hang a little bit more there. It's it like good versus not. evil with reinforcements. <laughs> like, I'll have Brandon and you'll have John. This is good. It's like yeah, it's like exactly. A, it's, it's like we're swinging. We're swinging on podcasts. <laughs> Ooh, I would. Okay, we'll, we'll have force. We'll start swinging on. I like the way this is. Going. <laughs> They'll, they'll I, I look can... around one time and like it'll be Brandon and David doing like our podcast and me and John doing yours and that might not go well. <laughs> it might be fantastic, but it might not go well at all. all right. <laughs> oh man, guys! So this has been the Notes for Goats podcast. We have had a blast. Uh, check out David and John's um, podcast. It's Good versus Evil, um, and you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Oh.